Please be advised that the following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. It is not financial advice. Please also do your own research before investing in stocks, crypto, and property. Are we, are we recording now? Yeah. Oh, by the way, are you are you cutting this out or what? This introduction. No, we'll kind of just blend in. So, like you know, like welcome to the new body episode four with Cash Sureshin. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, he's a Scotch College alumni, so it was yeah. kind of tough to like get him on, but you know, here he is. Good times. Feel so old. Leave as O six represent. Yeah, that's yeah. that's quite a while away, bro. That's a long time. I'm not gonna lie to you. Got my twenty year reunion in four years. That's crazy. That's intense. Because like twenty years is like how how old I am. So like that's- <laughs> you've been away from school for like longer than I've been alive. Oh, it's nuts. It's nuts. And like. Everyone, I went to my 10-year reunion, everyone's like, you know, too busy, like, getting really loose. It's just the guys, no partners invited. Yeah. People haven't seen each other in a very long time. Everyone's talking about their careers and stuff. 20 years, I'm not quite sure what to expect in 20 years. I don't know if partners are allowed. I feel like there would be, maybe even kids would be allowed. No, that's dumb. But some of them would have kids, for sure. I I think the first person in our year group had a kid when he was, like, a year out of of high school, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you're no stranger to the podcast, are you? You used to run your own podcast. That's it. You used to run the Catch and Crash show during yeah. COVID. I'll, I'll link the points. Instagram and the Spotify. <laughs> Is it still up on Spotify? No, we took it down actually because you're you're paying for the subscription. Yeah, yeah, we were paying for it, and we decided to stop producing it because it was so difficult. Because yeah. the guy did it. Did it. Um, he lives in Sydney, so yeah, it's yeah. too difficult to do it online. You have to be in person when you do a podcast. Yeah, hundred percent. It's got to be like this, right? You can't just like zoom it. it you lose passion for it. It's not that. It's just like there's Wi-Fi delays. There's like if someone yeah. cuts out, it's really weird. And um, there's quality issues. Like I think the good thing about a podcast is I know you're just starting, but um, you have to have the quality really good. I think yeah. if the quality is really 100%. good. It'll keep your listeners engaged. And and obviously the content needs to be there as well. You need to be talking about things that people want to be listening to. Yeah, and people actually care about. Like making, making fat stacks. <laughs> That's all, that's, all, that's all people Crazy. that listen to this just want to learn how to make money and how to make it fast yeah how to make money how to buy a Lambo how to buy a massive house how to buy how to a like, Tesla how to go on holidays all the time yeah man good times good times <laughs> no seriously though I had a few people like ask like, oh, like people are going to be tuning into this one because a few people I told them oh, I'm like meeting with this guy like he's uh, he's into crypto and stocks mostly that's how I like that's how I kind of introduced you and I'd be like he's an ultimate finance bro and everyone's like, "Oh, we gotta watch this. We gotta watch this." Ultimate Finance Bro, I love it. That should that should be if I my next license plate, I'll get Finance Bro. Yeah, for people that don't know his finance, oh well, no, his number plate is BTC. So if you see a Tesla driving around, BTC <laughs> number plate is this bloke. All right. The only reason I got it, I'll, I'll explain. The only reason I got it was because it was an investment, right? So yeah, what I do is I Google. If you go on online, you can see what prices people are selling third-party plates for online and in Sydney um, my plate with the same characters is selling for five thousand dollars yeah and I was like well may as well invest in this and maybe you know in maybe years, someone in Perth will yeah want well it will Bitcoin goes to zero it's probably gonna gonna work, be nothing let's get very literally yeah. gonna be worth like zero I'll probably have to pay someone to take it off me but will um, Bitcoin go to zero it could be a meme could you know, be... meme culture is becoming huge now we've seen it with <laughs> NFTs and you would understand that well like like um, GameStop full meme stock Dogecoin, that's completely a meme, and uh, AMC. 
Well, yeah, it's like it's like the um, <clears throat> it's like the dot com boom, the tulip bubble is you know yeah. you were probably you, you weren't even born during that time, but it's like you know at the moment for the next three four years, there's certain fads that people is gonna absolutely yeah. love, and then the the things with the right long term applications will stay, and the things yeah. that are just fads will just disappear. For example, like a good example is probably NFTs to an extent. I still feel I'm still very reluctant to spend a lot of time because I just number one don't really have too much of an interest. Um, yeah. and I know this is hypocritical given I'm wearing a Bored Apes t-shirt yeah. but um, I do this like is like this is like a finance bro no interest <laughs> it's different to like people that don't have any interest at all he has some interest um, I think it's interesting to think about the concept of NFTs and for those who don't know NFTs basically buying digital non-fungible artwork so artwork for example it doesn't have to be artwork though it could be anything yeah. it's just anything that can't be copied yep. essentially and the best way to think about it is you own a unique piece you, your asset is unique and yeah. it's digital and it can't be copied can't be copied and that's and I'm just thinking what's the practical use of that for example if you buy real estate real estate you can actually live Huge. inside your asset exactly. if you buy a stock for example you know you're buying a company that actually physically exists and actually yep. contributing to society by solving a problem and that's why people I think NFTs right now it's a bit memey it's a bit like gimmicky but in the future when they have real world applications I, I think mostly with tickets so tickets to events, I think with music, with artwork, proper artwork, um, and then probably like what you're saying with real estate, all real estate contracts, hopefully, would be an NFT one there. Potentially. Another idea I was thinking about, which I actually ran to a guy last week I was in Melbourne and I was at this bar and I was talking to this dude. And I see guys, he was in Melbourne last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be flying on a, on a side note. This guy was saying he follows Melbourne artists, like street artists, yeah. and he takes photos of their street artwork and he, he mints those and he NFTs those. Yeah. Which is a pretty co- interesting idea, and right? And then is because he paying those street artists a cut? He or? might get a share. I didn't ask him his structure, but it makes sense, right? Because street art artwork is free or the, yeah. go- the government or that local council might pay you to do you know do a skate park or whatever and that's the power of nfts like so like the street artists they get foot traffic but online no one knows who they are and then nfts just kind of open up a whole world exactly. for them but what are you gonna do with it like are you actually gonna like put it around your neck like get like a digital like an iphone people, people it, do that put it people do do yeah. that it's take not an screen, iPhone. It's like a it's like the thing from Apple Watch, and <laughs> yeah. it hangs around. Them and, like, yeah. take a screenshot and put it around your neck. Like, are you really gonna do that? Like, probably not. Yeah, like, exactly. It's kind, of, it's kind of dumb. Well, people are using it for their Twitter. Um, I don't know if you've seen that profile photos. So, if you have an NFT and you own the NFT, you prove it to Twitter by linking your MetaMask. So, for people that don't know, MetaMask is how would you describe it? It's a, a wallet. It's a, it's a decentralized wallet that stays in your Chrome browser so or any internet yes. browser. Yes, Right? And so basically, you can hold crypto in there. You can hold NFTs in there. Now, people link their MetaMask account, um, which isn't controlled by any corporation or anything. It's just it's just an account. It's amazing. Like, all these decentralized yeah. items that aren't governed by third, third parties. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Unbelievable. So basically, they have these accounts and they link it to their Twitter and then they link the NFT of their choice to be their profile picture. And That's pretty good. the way they verify that it's yours is the instead of it being a circle, it becomes a hexagon. So if you ever go on Twitter and you see a hexagon-shaped um, profile photo, that means that person has their NFT and owns it, and, and you know that for a fact. I don't know that. It's like the blue tick on Instagram. Yeah, it's like a blue tick. So you can still have a blue tick on Twitter, but to verify your NFT... I've always wondered what the process is to get a blue tick. Yeah, so we are talking about that last potty um, at the very end. Basically, you actually get scouted 
to get a blue tick on Instagram. But you can also apply for it. So it's like... Um, but you the, need to be like a the, public figure. A public figure. And how do you quantify like, that? You know, how do like you quantify that? Like you in like a couple of years, right? Public well, figure. Yeah, we pray. We hope. <laughs> but it's nah. also um, like... I guess it's like the black Amex Centurion card, which is an invite-only credit card. Yeah. A, a little bit like our good friend over here. The crypto.com card. The metal card. But the I think the Centurion Amex card is made out of... Uh, it's not aluminium. It's, it's uh, titanium. Nah, it's a combination of titanium and something else. But you have to be invited. I think minimum yeah. spend. And one of my mates is actually... He got it about a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. He was saying he was maintaining a spend of over fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a month. Yeah, so you've got to be and spending that, huge money. Every single month. And you have to show Amex... That's almost consistent. a bare minimum, I'd say, in that club. Yeah. And I think it's more designed for business owners. If you're running a business yeah, and yeah. you have like 50, 60 a month turnover... But it gives it you that sense. network, right? And how much is that network worth? Well, I, oh, I mean, I wouldn't say network. You, I mean, you're probably not going to make... You're probably going to meet anyone through it, but you yeah. probably will get invited to a, like exclusive events. Amex events yeah. if you have that Centurion card, which is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it is 100%. a flex. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a finance flex, right? Yeah, pretty much. Just like how these crypto.com cards are flexed, they're metal cards. We'll talk about that for a bit because a lot of people are keen to kind of hear about it. For me, it's like almost like unlimited benefits. Like the, way, the way it looks, it's so well set up. And I think the benefits that they have won't last that long because they're kind of catching fire so quickly. Yeah, it's if interesting. That, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people about crypto.com. So for those um, that don't know, crypto.com's like staple center. Got renamed Crypto.com Center, or Stadium, I think. Yep. Then the UFC is sponsored by Crypto.com. Um, Formula One is sponsored by Crypto.com. AFL. AFL. Yeah, you see, I think what team has it they've, on their jumpers? They've um, a few teams have I think on their jumpers. Western Bulldogs have Coinbase. Yeah. No, not Coinbase. Coinspot. Coinspot, and then Coinspot. the other one is yeah. yeah. But the thing is, with Crypto.com, they're a Singaporean exchange, right? And I came across Crypto.com because the company I work for does a lot of in-building wi-fi cellular for staple center yeah and in november or december last year in 2021 every 20 years they changed the name they had a license for 20 years for staple center yeah. after 20 years crypto.com bought the license and now it's crypto.com arena yeah and then i started seeing um the results coming through then i was like wow this is this is amazing i did some research and i jumped into crypto.com after a bit of research and um basically the way to look look at it is like an it's like an ecosystem it's like a place yeah. where you can trade crypto like you can buy bitcoin ethereum etc yep. you can even though I, I wouldn't advise trading on there because of the no. spread no like I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't do trading there it's, but i think so what we'll, I should we define the spread real quick you go for it yeah well i, I think you're probably better i think well, the spread, just learn what, spread the spread what, what milhan is alluding to yeah it's more like you want to buy you want to buy and sell crypto on a platform that has the best rates yep. so you want to have compare that to say coinbase which is really expensive yep. coinbase is so many so many fees um, are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, yeah. Not this way. Not really much of, of a swearer. But, um, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> fuck a lot of fees on Coinbase. <laughs> I think the best one I've used, I think BTC markets and CoinSpot was good, okay, but yep. CoinSpot now, um, I just feel the fees on CoinSpot. I've, to be honest, I haven't even looked at CoinSpot for the last two Okay, months. well, I've looked at it in the last six months because at school, we kind of had like a crypto group, like, you know, like a little cheeky group chat, all the boys who are on it would know who they are and they just kind of talk cheeky, shit about crypto kind cheeky, of cheeky investing yeah cheeky investing 101 so pretty much btc markets really good fees low spread problem is not many assets so you want you want to buy a bitcoin you want to buy ethereum you want to buy a ripple that's pretty much all you can buy yeah coin spot you got access to i think almost 200 maybe even 300 coins a lot of shit the spread there. is terrible 
Massive spread, huge spread. Pretty much, I think price. it's like a six percent spread. So you buy, okay, so very hypothetical here. You buy one Ethereum, let's just say for three thousand dollars right now. Two seconds after you buy it, you want to sell your whole Ethereum. You can only sell it for about two thousand six hundred dollars. Yeah. So instantly you've lost four hundred dollars, right? Now that four hundred dollars you have to earn before you even start making money. Profit, Ex- so excluding the fees. Ex- exactly, exactly, right? Excluding so fees, pretty yeah. much, you need to make yeah. $400 of profit of one investment it's, before you even make your own profit. Yeah, I think, I think that's a problem. So it's, like it's pretty good, good for getting access to small coins, buying them, holding them for a while. And in the first party, we talked about putting $10 into 1,000 coins, <laughs> which we think, well, I think is not a bad idea if you have $10,000 to what, spend. My mate actually does something similar. He puts $1,000 into like 10 random coins. Yeah. And the payoff is, you know, chances of one of these coins like... Being like a doge going, or whatever. Going, going up like three, 400% in a short period of time is actually... It's not too bad. It's, you do your research yeah. and you hedge your bets and you say, look, this coin, the white paper is pretty good. The people behind this I can support. Um, yep. I'm not that kind of investor, but I know people who do that. They, but, they, but I think that's sort of like gambling. It's sort of like you may as well yeah. get a crown and put $1,000 on black and you have a 50% chance of doubling your money. Yeah, exactly. So your probability of winning is probably even higher going to crown. Would you agree yep. with that? Yeah. Like yeah, you can probably. double your money 50, 50% if you go to crown. Where here, yeah. put $1,000 over like 10 different assets. And, and, yeah. and the chance of one doubling is, I wouldn't say 50%. I would say it's a lot less than 50%. A big problem with this though is like, you go to crown, you're seen as like, oh, you know, like you're a gambling addict. You, you go on CoinSpot and you buy like... 10 coins for thousand dollars you're seen as like oh this bloke he like he knows about crypto like look at this guy we should talk to him well you speaking know? about crown and so gambling, it's like, I'll, yeah. I'll give you guys listeners uh, a bit of a hack right which i've been trolling on crypto.com okay so crypto.com you can buy you can sell you can do nft business and then stake, stake. Well, we'll, so we'll stake, talk about you want to talk about staking now we'll quickly run in through staking okay. staking essentially is you give custodial rights of your coins to the platform yeah. And essentially what they do is they lend out your coins at a very high percentage and they give you a percentage of that return, like a, like a deposit, like a bank. So the highest available is 10%. So if you stake USDT, which is Tether, um, you can actually put like as much money as you want in there. And in three months, in three month terms, you get 10%. Correct. And then in right. one month, you get about, I think it's 6%. And then and two then, months is 8%. 8%. Yeah, and there's all different, and then there's flexible where you can take it out yeah. whenever you want. So flexible, flexible is basically... Just like um, a bank account. Yeah, basically. no, well, flexible means you can withdraw your money whenever you want to. So staking generally, historically, like... Is locked. It, it means it's locked in for X amount of time. So you yeah, can't... It, let's say you want yeah. your Bitcoin back, you won't be able to get it. Yeah. Um, Crypto allows three options. So one month, which which is it's locked in. It's pretty good. One month, but the returns are like... Not as good. It's not, not as good. good. If you, you have get slightly it, better returns at two, at two months and then yep. the best returns at three months. But there is an option where you can go flexible, which is the yeah. lowest returns, but it's still higher than putting your bank, putting your money in a oh, bank. Right? No one's earning any money in banks. Like a few cents. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not a thing. Fuck all. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought... I was thinking about today, right? So we're in finance in one of the tutorials... Borrowing money and then just staking it all. You could if you're if you're borrowing money less than the staking percentage. Which obviously you're going to be able to do that because it it's ten percent right now. It makes sense. Like for example, like if you took out a building loan, for example. Is like that the, is that the, is that the, the endless money hack? That is a pretty good hack. I mean, but to the be problem honest, is the only thing how do you get a bank verify. to actually give you money? You have to verify. It. Unless exactly. You, the only way to do that is taking out a personal loan. And you need to get like really high credit score. Or no, no, a can, credit score. You can still take out a personal loan with an yeah. average credit score. Okay, yeah. Your interest rate will just be extremely high. Yeah. But then again, I've Which never, is not favorable. I've, I've never taken out a personal loan, but I know construction loans 
Like you can get a good construction loan under yep. like seven eight percent. Yeah, and they charge you the interest as you draw down on that loan. So this is like a nice little arbitrage opportunity for but, our for our listeners. The problem is with construction loans is you have to verify what these funds are going into. Yeah, so you can't like if your bank sees they they want to know like what are you buying? Are you redoing your kitchen, your bathroom? And you'd be like, oh, what's why why are you transferring money to crypto? Yeah, well, what are the chances <laughs> that ComBank already does this? They probably do. Because probably I know the ComBank, uh, some guy had up. I want to say chairman or CEO, but like it wasn't him. I don't think. So that crypto is mainstream now. Crypto is not, I wouldn't say crypto is mainstream, but then again, I wouldn't you, say have, either. you have all the banks jumping on the bandwagon because banks don't want to be left behind. They're yeah, just, yeah. They're thinking... It's, it's mainstream in the finance sector now, I'd say. It is because at the end of the day, it's solving a problem. It's minimizing yeah. fees and it's making shit quicker. And exactly. It's, and it's making shit, to be honest, it's verifying transactions better yeah. than having a third having party. Yep. They'd probably do it, right? Exactly. Um, but anyway, just back to crypto.com very quickly, right? So yeah, yeah. Let's so talk about last, staking. The last that. thing with staking is so staking, you can make some decent money if you just put yep. your money there and... Take a deposit account for your crypto. Yeah. Instead of holding crypto on your like, like which your, is why I almost hold no money in my bank account. You shouldn't. And I just hold it all in staking. Yeah. And um, the best, the last thing is which you got recently was your Visa debit card. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome because I would advise you it's to guys beautiful. do your research. I love but, it. Um, everything you, everything you, you basically top it up. Oh yeah, we probably card. should have uh, done that at the start. Do your own research, and yeah, yeah. this is not financial <laughs> advice, but yeah, <laughs> we probably should. We always do a disclaimer on our podcast just to make yeah. sure because no, you got I'll, put of, it, you I'll put it. I'll put it in this Dummies listen to podcasts thinking that they're going to tell me how to get rich. And yeah, I literally yeah, yeah. follow exactly what you say to do stuff, and they'll be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Just like cash. Why, why I lose like my cash. money? You have to He's do your own research. This is this is for this is for good times. This conversation is like. It's meant to be for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, <laughs> continue on with the card. So there's levels to the card. There's levels to the card, but I wouldn't worry too much about that. Think about what yep. the card does, right? So the card is essentially allows you to transfer your crypto from crypto.com onto this card. So you basically have to sell it to AD and yeah. you load AD on it, number one. And the second thing is every time you spend on the debit card, the, depending on what card you get, you get a percentage back in, the, in this local token, which is Crow, which, which is, is Crow, Crypto.com's Crypto. Crypto. token. Coin, right? Yeah, something like that. Coin. Yeah, um, which is pretty good, considering that. Say you have a hundred dollar purchase, yeah. you'll get two dollars back in in Crow, which yeah. you can sell to Australian dollars straight away. Anyone who's met me in the last two weeks, been, I've been showing them the, the cards since it came. It's pretty epic. So it's a metal card. All the cards are metal except for the the bottom version. <laughs> I think the red one is two percent. So yeah. if I spend a hundred dollars wherever I want, I get two dollars back. That's right. So if you buy a car with it, you know, you spend ten thousand dollars on a car, you get two hundred dollars back. Yep. I mean, it just makes no sense to not have it. It's it's pretty good, but then again, keep in mind it's not a credit card; it's a debit card. Yeah, it's so you debit have to top card. it up with yep. funds that you. Actually so you need to have funds that inside there. Yeah, exactly. I did find a hack though, so I've been messing around with it a bit. So okay, the f- I did find a hack where you can transfer credit card money. Yep. Onto your Visa card, onto your debit card. Yeah, because that's how I do it. I I load from my other debit card, my ComBank debit card my bank account yeah. to the card but that's a debit but card you can also card. do it with a credit, credit card. card but the credit card comes with a 1% fee which is still not too bad because you're still making 1% because you get 1% off your, yeah. off your um, yep. Crow you get 1% of Crow plus also don't forget when you transfer money from your credit card you get credit card points so if your credit card's got Qantas points you're getting yeah. points for all those purchases and, too and that's how you fly for free hey yeah, well, that's, I think it's another another story. That's uh, another story. Flying for free is like accumulating. It's a game of basically finding ways to maximize your frequent fly points and using frequent fly points to travel without paying for flights, essentially. Yeah, but back mm. to the card. Yeah. The other thing that's a good perk is Spotify. 
Have you enabled your Spotify? My Spotify is actually free because I'm part of my mate's family plan. But okay, it is so free. Now li- free. listen to what you should do. This is a good hack. It's it's small money, but it's good money, right? So you get free family plan family plan with your with your crypto.com card. Yep. That's right. Which is six people. Yep. Now you don't need your account. No. So you have you have six open Spotify accounts that and you, you get charge for free. Six people to your so account. so you charge six of your mates. You charge them below what Spotify says. So Spotify for one person is twelve dollars ninety nine. Let's say you charge them ten dollars, <laughs> right? Ten ten dollars a month, right? And your mates will be happy because they're getting a deal, and and you're doing well as well. So you're making sixty dollars a month. So you make seven hundred twenty dollars a year. Just from having a crypto.com card. That's true. It's, it's, uh, which it's also pays off your initial stake, which is $500. Yeah, but your stake always belongs to you. You don't actually... But if you, you take your stake out, out you, lose the, you, lose, you lose the benefits. I don't, to be honest, that's that's an interesting thing because... Has it, your six-month period come up yet? My six... No. It's no, not over yet. No, it's not. But so I the way it works is you... six months you get s- it out and you can still use a card. I'm pretty certain that's the case. Well, but if you go onto their website, there's like a toggle button, right? So you press non-staking benefits. So if you're not staking uh, the money you anymore... Don't the, you don't get the Spotify and all that kind of shit. Which really makes me think the Obsidian owners, right? Which is like 500 grand, right? $500,000. You get, you get 8% back, which Stake, is insane. Pretty, pretty insane. But you got to have That's the money. Amazing. you got to have the money to put in. But 500 grand for like, if you're a high net worth individual, 500 grand is not that oh, much Oh, yeah. Money. No, for like, like people up there in yeah. society, 100% it's not that much money. It's not that much. And I think 8% is a massive, like... And if they're, if they're doing your credit card hack with 8%, oh, imagine... That's ridiculous. But even, like one of my mates, I won't, I won't mention his name. He, yeah, no, he I was that. talking to him about crypto.com. He was really interested in this. He's planning to spend, he's got a business and he's planning to put all his business expenses through crypto.com and basically save 2%. So I'm so assuming $50,000 stake one then? He's, I'm not quite sure what card he got, but the thing is, think about it this way so from a business owner, even saving 2% on your margin is still so a much load. money. Like, 2% people would kill for a 2% margin. Like, your gross margin is basically yeah. already up 2%. That's amazing. Um, it's think, insane. think about the extra money. Hedge funds only make do that. an average of like what ten percent a year, or twelve percent a year. Well, and that the, the ASX, good, the good hedge funds, which have consistent returns. The ASX makes what like eight percent, nine percent on a good year average. Right. Well, if you look at average over the last hundred, now years, you're making eight percent free. Yeah, doing fucking nothing. It's yeah. amazing. That but is then again, five hundred grand. Not everyone has. Five not everyone has that. Stake. But two percent is pretty good. Two percent is amazing. I'm 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 really I'm content with two percent. I'm like, like yeah. my bottom line increases by two percent. But the thing is though, imagine staking like like imagine if you have a lot of money and you just put it into your staking account, ten percent annualized gains. Oh, that three month terms. Well, that's the thing. I think with crypto.com, I think I think as long as people are borrowing money and paying excessive rates for it, because if you want to borrow yeah. crypto, you'll be paying ten percent plus, right? I'm, I've never borrowed crypto before, but. Because people borrow crypto. See, that's to... why my dad was hell sketchy. He was like, "Oh, well, if they're giving you ten percent, how much are they charging other, other people? people?" And it must be yeah, like, "Is it like more than ten percent?" Oh, it has to be more than ten percent. Yeah, I pass it more quickly. Thank you. <laughs> Shit. Perfect. Yeah, but the thing is, I think um, with with the staking though, like people borrow money so they can they can they can um, put their money into their account, saying, "I've got this collateral to take on massive positions." And if they're, you know, you got people, I'm not that kind of guy, I can't do that, it's way too risky for, for, for my risk profile. Yeah. People would borrow a bit, borrow Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever, put it on their account and say, look, I'm, I'm putting this much up front, give me 10x leverage. It's only for leverage. Like, that's the yeah. reason you would borrow that because you know... You I heard today that the ATOs stopped leverage trading for crypto in Australia. 
Yeah, ATO's like, to be honest, man. Like ATO's getting. Um, we did we did a podcast on this a couple of years ago. ATO's getting, getting heavy. fucking smart about tracking down people so that, who are not yeah. not disclosing their shit. So yeah, so <laughs> they're getting good at doing their job, pretty much. We just hate well, what, we ATO. just hate their job. Not the ATO. ATO. ATO hire these consultants. Yeah, these like hardcore tech consultants to do this to do all this they're, work. They're pretty much quant finance bros who. Well, what they do is they they, they, they they look at they look at exchanges. They get all the Australian exchanges, all the Australian exchanges hand them all their clients, and they cross reference everything, er, everything yeah. from the client list to what the, what what you which provide, is, which is really uncrypto like. Yeah, right. The whole the, point of crypto is, is to be yeah. untraceable, and hence decentralized is probably the way to go in the well, future. Well, no. Well, yes. It's it's untraceable in terms of transaction yeah. but the exchange will say how much money have you put in how yeah. much money have you taken out that's 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 the equation no one cares about the coins and shit it's more about yeah, yeah. what capital have you put in what capital have you sold and got out and, and where how yeah. do we calculate the capital gains that's number one but number two is though the thing is after they've cross-referenced if there's discrepancies then you'll get a letter in the mail saying, Milhan, please explain. Yeah. <laughs> why haven't you why haven't you disclosed a hundred thousand dollars? So there's the a new thing with you know how people were giving their kids money yeah. in trust. Now they want to see it in the kids' actual bank account. Correct, because do you, do you know why? Well, I mean you can explain this more. My dad would came home and was like, What is this? <laughs> but yeah. Well, I think it's a combination of people trying to avoid tax. I'm pretty sure every like finance firm in the whole of Australia was just like melting down for that. That day. Well, that's the problem though, because everyone's got trust, and everyone. What do you do with trust? Like, if those don't like, trusts are vehicles that people use to distribute income to minimize tax. It's basically yep. a tax planning. Like, yep. I want to call it tax avoid. Because like, it's evasion, legal. It's fully avoid. legal. Yeah. It's fully legal. You're just being smart about your tax, right? Yeah. And if you give, let's just say, as soon as you hit 18, you're allowed to work, yeah. but you might not be working at 18. So let's just yeah. say you're making zero dollars. Yeah. The tax-free threshold, I think, I think 18, it's like 18,200. Yeah, something like that. Yep. It's if you have a if you have a family trust, you'd want to distribute eighteen thousand two hundred to your to kid. Your, to your so you have you pay zero ta- zero dollars on that. Exactly. It might, may as well go to you then go to somebody else who's already earning an income above sixty thousand, paying say twenty six cents or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a smart smart way, and people are doing it. People, and it's completely legal. Yeah. Yeah. But now they want to see that eighteen thousand two hundred go to your kids. They want to, yeah, they want to see it go to your go to their bank account. Yeah, which is fine. You just go to the bank account, and then you get it get it out some other way. Like it's if it but then they it. also want to see why is an eighteen year old spending ten thousand dollars on you know whatever they end up using that money for to get get it out. Yeah, look, I don't I don't think that's too much too much of an issue. I think um, I think ATO are just a bit they're more smart. concerned. They're more concerned about really high net worth individuals and families yeah. using these like small vehicles, like these Loopholes. completely legal vehicles yeah, to, yeah. to avoid tax, paying keep, a yeah, high amount of tax. Very low. Yeah. The problem is like the, the, the small man doesn't also get affected, which is yeah. well, just that's, unlucky. That's the problem. The best, the best way to avoid taxes, you've got to do it through a business. Yep. Got to, got to wash through a business. That is the smartest way. Like you've got to have an ABN and you just expense all your shit through that. Like that is the smartest way. Trust, Pretty have, much. A, have, a, have a company, um, you can do some pretty funky stuff with companies. This guy. Yeah. Yeah, because tax in Australia is fine. Like, I understand, like, you know, we live in a lovely society. We, like, have nice roads. We have nice things. <laughs> pretty much, right? The problem with tax for me is the capital gains tax. Because I believe that that shouldn't be a tax. Because 
firstly, let's say I make $100,000 this year, right? Then I got taxed or whatever it is. Let's say I got taxed $80,000. I have $70,000 in my bank account. Let's say I put all that 70 grand into stocks or property or whatever, and then I sell it. I'm getting taxed again. So I already got taxed exactly, on my hundred yeah. grand, and now I want now you want me to get taxed on my seventy grand. Well, you get taxed on the gain on the gain, gains, mate. but still, which is um, obviously you know you get the you're f- taking the risk and taking the punt to invest in Australian land but, or stocks, yeah, and then they want to tax you again. But you do get the benefit off if you if that if that investment goes south, right? So you can deduct your negative deduct, yep. your your losses against your future gains, right? Yeah, I think look to be honest, the gain is the capital gains is interesting, but um. At the end of the day, like, what are you going to do, right? Like, the yeah. tax you know, tax threshold, like, the way tax operates in Australia is going to get more and more complicated as people find different ways to and crypto you know, work overseas. Crypto is going to make things so much more complicated. Yeah. Um, Especially with trading crypto. So, obviously, if you hold your asset for a year, your CGT gets halved. Yeah, correct. Right? You get a 50, get Which a is why discount. everyone's like, hold with this, hold with that. But if you want to become a crypto trader, I don't know if you've ever done that. If you've ever traded crypto, yeah, but the thing is, I think with crypto trading, you can say it as an you can you don't have to play capital gains on on a, being a trader if you can quantify this is your sole way of income. Like if it's right. your business, yeah. If it's your business, you don't need to you don't need to say everything is a capital gain. But then then it's also like for example, if you if you have a bar of gold yeah. and if you sold me a bar of gold and I paid in cash, obviously you're not going to declare that. Yeah, like you know. Um, but then again, if Bitcoin, you could easily give someone. A Bitcoin on a USB stick, like on, yeah, not, yeah. on, on a ledger, and say, "Look, I've yeah, so you t- have a ledger, don't you?" I do, but I haven't um, haven't really plugged it in, use it for a while. It's just, just sitting on my. Drawer but you have stuff inside, it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, how, how safe do you keep? Do you travel with it? No, I just, it's literally. I'm not going to tell. I'm okay, not going to yeah. mention where it is, but it's where at home. is your ledger? It's at, it's at home somewhere. <laughs> okay, but I actually don't know where it is. Explain what a ledger is to people, because even for me, it's a hard concept to grasp. Okay, so right. so think about it this way, right? When you buy crypto. Generally, you'll buy on an exchange, and the exchange is owned and controlled by a third party. Yeah, right? by someone. So it's a yeah. business. Yeah. So you you basically buy it, and they hold your crypto for you, essentially, right? And you have your wallet in your account on that exchange. That exchange is prone to attacks. Potentially, like the only risk, the only major risk of crypto holding and ex- holding your money on an exchange is it's cyber attacks. Yes, if someone yep. attacks that exchange, and if their security network someone fucks up, yeah, um, they potentially can steal all your shit, and you know we don't want that. What a, what a ledger does is, um, and the company is actually called Ledger. And you own your keys. Yes. This is this is that where that phrase, you own your keys. Yeah. Oh, cr- so not your, is it not your keys, not your crypto? Uh, That's the phrase, right? I don't know. I've never heard that phrase Pretty before. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's basically like, it's basically your own wallet, but it's called a cold storage, yeah. which basically means you basically transfer your coins or your Ethereum or whatever from this third party platform yeah. into into a USB plat- platform, which is like a ledger, which is plug in through a USB yeah. um, item through your laptop. Um, you control it through your laptop and then it's basically stored on this USB yeah. and it has like things like 18 words that you need to recite to open it. Yeah, so that's called a event. seed phrase. Exactly, and a seed phrase. If you, Mate, you're all around. And if you forget your seed phrase, you're done. Well, if you forget your seed phrase, there are other ways. But then again, once you've unplugged it from your laptop, the physical way to steal your shit They'll have to get access to number one your ledger, and they'll need your seed phrase. Yeah, those those two are the only ways to get it, and um, obviously, obviously that's that's the best security for your crypto, I reckon. So when you hear someone on the news say, "Oh, a man in two thousand and fourteen lost all his Bitcoin because he, like, he lost his USB," 
this is kind of what it is, but back in the day, people were getting their seeds and there was no way to get it back. Yeah, I think back in the day, the way it worked is um, if you won Bitcoin through playing a game or something, yeah. you got it kept on like your hard drive or something. There was no wallet. Yeah, I was, think it was like... There was no physical It was kept on the game or something. The game the game you were playing would have stored it for you. And then obviously the computer goes out of date. What do you, what do, you do? You threw your laptop under your bed. You forget about it. burns out or whatever. Yeah. And they realized, shit, I had like 500 Bitcoin on it. How much do you think Bitcoin will take over market cap of total crypto, crypto oh, compared question. to other emerging cryptos like we've seen Ethereum with a massive use case but also Luna and Ripple and all these other that's a good question I lower base coins no idea but I think I think as more and more people take take crypto on and it has more of an application like yeah. for example with NFTs for example they're on the Ethereum blockchain right yep um, which I think that they're gonna move yeah I mean, in my I think, opinion because think... it's slow and it's costly and Ethereum's a great token like that's I I mostly hold Ethereum, Ethereum, and I'd say so do you, but like, yeah, no, definitely not. I think, I think um, it's hard to sell the price, but I think as long as there's an application, people view Bitcoin as an inflation as digital edge. gold. Yeah, like digital gold. It's, it's a good, that's a great example. I think yeah. um, it it won't like I still believe the price is going to move in like four year cycles. Like I think we're in the end of the cycle at the moment. But I think yeah. I'm still. If you look at the trends since like 2011, 2012. I think I think we're gonna detach from the cycle narrative. You reckon it's gonna follow stocks? Like eventually, I think it's, it's, stocks, I think it's already like detached, eventually. in my opinion, because it like it's uh, too much has happened now with of all these like yeah. external crises in Russia but, but and whatnot. But keep in mind, Bitcoin like the vast majority of Bitcoin. I'm talking like yeah. more than 85 percent is owned by like less than like 100 people. Like probably not 100 people. Maybe no. like it's probably it's probably it's a, a lot very, more than that. It's probably a very small like. The vast, like having having an asset that is majority owned by a very small group is not good. Is not good. But I, I think it, I think your your stats like well off there. It's I probably think. it's probably not a hundred. It's probably because we know Satoshi Nakamoto owns about <laughs> what? It's fifty out of the twenty-one million. Fifty billion dollars worth. Out of right? the 20, 21 million coins. No, 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 no. Uh, out of twenty-one million coins, I think he owns a million coins. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but no one knows. No one have seen him. He's like. Is it a guy? Is it a group? Or is it? <laughs> it could be. It could be Elon Musk. Everyone's saying that. It could be. It could. It could be um, his alias. His um. Alias. His like Counter Strike alias. I think the person that they said that was most likely to be Satoshi passed away, like the guy that everyone thought it was. And you know how they have like a photo of Satoshi? Like there's like this Japanese guy. That yeah, yeah his name is actually Satoshi Nakamoto. He lives in Japan in Tokyo. Yeah, Probably but he, he's it's not him. But it's just it's just by luck that he's his name happens name. to be yeah. That. Yeah, look, I, I, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, I think you can see the wild swings in Bitcoin, and I think eventually it's gonna the swings are gonna get smaller and smaller as people adapt it, like yeah. adopt, adopt it, and and then eventually people, just like like just a normal like stock, like a normal yeah. stock, for example. Like now people trade it a lot, um, and the problem is with these assets, right? It's, it's so incredibly hard to value. Yeah. Like, how do you value Ethereum? Like, I've seen. You people on YouTube try to value Ethereum, do a pretty good job, um, using some using using the multiples method. Well, that that's the beauty of it. Like you just the market values Ethereum. Yeah, but it, it's very difficult. Like with a company, you can use like financial techniques. Yeah. You can use DCS. You can use like a dividend discount model, yeah. and you can value it to a certain degree. You can use multiples for different businesses, same sort of market cap that's been sold yeah. for other for, for certain prices. Yeah, so so much easier to value. It's very difficult, and I think I think. 
I don't know it'll get easier, but I think, look, the best way I would, I would look at this, as terms of, from an investing point of view, I would rather be in it rather than not be in it yeah. because I'd rather have a small per, 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 small portion of my portfolio um, yeah. in Bitcoin Ethereum because it's either going to go to a million bucks or zero. Yeah, one, so, one, one so of those two. Back in the day, you, <laughs> you were like big on crypto. Now you've taken a step back to stocks a little bit. Yeah, so back in the day when in like 2017, I used to yeah. trade quite regularly. Yeah. And like a lot of shit, like a lot of a lot of money was going to my account. But the problem is you'd wake up and like every, every morning and you'd be like sweating bullets. Yeah. And the first thing you do is check your phone. And well, I can't, and that's the first thing I do. I've got like the Ethereum price right here. Yeah, like, see, see, people I can't, can see like, I can't do that. Yeah. That's, that, that's just intense. Like I'm, I check the prices maybe once a well, week. Well, I'm not days. a trader. I'm... I'm Pretty much just an investor. Yeah. Which is, I think it's like probably the best way to be. You should. Long, long-term investing. Long-term investing. Long-term crypto. goals. Like one of my, one of the OG, Mr. Mr. Warren Buffett is not time in the market. It's time in the market that matters. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Warren, Buffett, baby. Warren, Warren Buffett hates crypto. OG baby. Although yeah, he he's, like he, one of his companies acquired a crypto company, which is huge. He probably says that and probably still buys it anyway, just to like seize it. But then oh, again, it's still... It still doesn't go go along with. I think people don't realize like the banks and stuff. Whenever they're saying like something's bad, yeah, they're not, buying. Yeah, they're buying. And that's whenever they sell, it's hell good. They're selling into you and they're using you as um, liquidity. They they like creating fake information so they can buy buy shit cheap. Yeah. And they like scaring the rest because they know that the vast majority, like the mums yeah. and dads, they follow the news. That mums yeah. and dads listen to like Channel Nine and shit and like news.com. And whatever they read there, they're just like, oh wow, I must, I need to get into this and all this stuff. Yeah. But the real shit, the real shit's already happened like three weeks before. Oh that. yeah, they're front running you. So people, exactly. people like gotta understand like front running is basically when someone, usually businesses front run consumers, right? Yeah, hundred percent. But at the moment with crypto, it was consumers front running like big businesses, like big financial industries. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's interesting though. But the main thing is as long as you're consistently buying a small portion yeah. and you're taking a long-term view, you're fine. The problem is when you're like panic selling and you're like, you, you want to you profit over a short period of time, that's when you can you can get quite lucky, but more so than not, you're probably going to lose out. Because yeah. when the prices, you put like, you know, half your savings in there and prices go down 25%, you're going to be like, fuck it, I'm going to cut my losses short and sell out. Yeah, and then next week it's like, and next week it's, 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 it's double, double. You're yeah. like, fuck, why I do that? Well, that's, that's happened to like, that's happened to me a couple of times. Um, it's happened to a lot of my mates yeah. back in the tw- back in 2016, 2017. 2017 was wild. Nothing like this yeah. year's. Um, it was like buying heaps of shit. We're like, oh, I'm, I'm I got super lucky that you sick. told me about crypto in 2016. Told me to buy Ethereum back then. I'm but so like, good. you know, join the the market now isn't isn't ideal. I mean, I think now but there's still, still a lot fine. of room, room think, to grow. I think now is fine. Like, I think as long as you're buying in small gaps, like. I still think the dollar cost average method is probably yeah. the smart. So we'll view. we'll explain that. So pretty much dollar cost averaging is you buy every particular. So you choose a time frame, either every day, every month, every week, every year, or whatever it is. So pretty much whatever the price of the asset is, it doesn't affect you in the long term. Exactly. So you're buying you're buying consistently. Yeah. So for over, example, over a, over a fixed period, we'll say you buy like zero point one F every week. Yeah. And then you don't care what the price is. Yeah. Exactly. Your price eventually averages out. Yeah. So even if it goes up, then one day you're buying there, but it might fall down. Like yeah. three weeks later, you're buying low, which is so you're, much you're buying the midpoint, which there. is way more risk adverse than having to buy like Just your whole your whole market. lump sum. Yeah, yeah, one big go. I mean, obviously, if the market dips like forty percent tomorrow, then, I'm then gonna, it makes sense. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably buy as much as I can, as much as I can afford. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, like at the moment, the market's only swinging five. Yeah. You know, at the best on a day, I can see like eight ten percent. 
yeah. the day for Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah, which is what give us a good indication that it's not like the peak of the of the bull market right now. Hundred hundred percent. But it's um yeah, it's uh yeah, for those investors out there, I would definitely do your own research, like Yeah. Just just be very careful about what exchanges you want to be part of. Hundred percent. Um yeah, it's uh it's it's a very interesting space. I know you gotta go. Um, I'm sure we'll do another one of these at one point, but give us a breakdown of portfolio percentages that you think mm. should be in cash, property, shares, and crypto. Yeah, and maybe question. even NFTs if you want to add question. that in. I'll leave NFT, NFTs out of this, but yeah, my my sort of view is very long term sort of investment. And I'm sort of thinking, what's something that pays me dividends on the side, but also I can grow continuously, but yep. also have cash to do my normal yeah so it's a massive stuff. juggling act yeah. so I would say I would say let's just say you get your income yep. in terms of how to proportion your income that's probably the best way I'd think about it you probably want to have you probably want to keep 5 to 10% in cash this is yep. like your working capital needs like you know pays your credit cards you know, your coffees all that kind of stuff keeps you afloat essentially yep. I'd put the, the bulk of it like probably 30 to 40% in stocks that's huge and that's that's what the average retail investor is not doing yeah so i think i think put it in stocks but i wouldn't just put buy any old stock i mean yeah. if you're quite nervous stick with etfs like you can't go wrong with any vanguard etfs yeah. like vas so vgs just, yeah so quickly an etf is basically like a combination of all the stocks in one what's Sticker, the word industry one, yeah. so like all the mining stocks and then they average out and they all like they have a proportion with the EDF. It just depends. Exactly. Yes, it could be yeah. mining. It could be you want to get a basket of stocks, stocks for the ASX two hundred. Yeah. Tech stocks, which would be NDQ, Nasdaq. So you're buying, you know, Nasdaq selling right now for like 30, 30 bucks or whatever. Like you yeah. basically one share of that it gives you one share of like a small portion of like Apple, Tesla, yeah. Amazon, all the Fang stocks, that stuff. So I think 40% should go to stocks. Um, the yep. balance fifty so percent left. Basically, is what you're yeah. Saying. So yeah. It, with, with that fifty percent, I'd probably maybe put thirty to forty percent away, like paying down your mortgage, or, or like I probably put put that into. It's hard to say. Like if you if you have a property and you want to invest in the property, I'd probably yep. put that towards the savings towards the property. But if you already have 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 a property, um, I'd be probably putting that also in the stock market as well. Yeah. But ideally, you want to be like my my percentage of Bitcoin and and crypto is probably less than ten percent. Yeah. of my entire portfolio because I just it's just a bit too intense like I, I yeah. don't I think the swings are a bit it's not worth it for me to have a lot yeah. more than 10% but if, if okay yeah. so let's say this right so your your situation is different because you're 30 I'm 32 yeah you're 32 right now let's 20, if you're 20 or 21 or yeah, so let's, let's say you're an 18 year old <laughs> kid or let's say you're a uni student right yeah. in your you're doing a bunch of whatever right yeah what would your proportions be? Okay, so if I was back, if I was at first university, and let's just say you're making, let's say you're making, you know, you got a job, you yeah, make some money. Let's say you live at home. Let's say you live at home. So you, you don't no pay expenses. rent, don't pay no. expenses, nothing. No. All I you put, pay for I is put, put, drinks, coffee, yep. Subway, and okay, ten, and ten and Subway. I love it. Is, that, is that what your lunch at UW? <laughs> oh well, yeah, depends. I put ten, fifteen percent aside for your day-to-day expenses. So your Subway expenses come in fifteen percent. Yeah, I'd put fifty to sixty percent in. Crypto, sorry, in in stocks, yeah. in like equities, so in ASX or whatever exchange, yeah, and yeah. I put the balance, probably a portion of it, 
your savings or put it actually in a savings account. Yep. Even though you're probably not going to get much from it. Well, would you consider staking as a savings account? Because yeah. that's very safe money, right? Yeah, I would put. I would consider staking as a savings account. Yeah, so, so don't use a savings account then. You um, use, use a crypto.com use a staking crypto account. Stake, stake, um, stake account. So you're making yeah, like 10%. 10%. Yeah, exactly. And then put the balance in, the balance like 15, 20%. I'd be using that to probably buy Bitcoin, Ethereum. Yeah. If I was, if this is me back, if I was 18 and if shit was like this right now, that's how yeah. I'd do it. But I think with, uh, but the good, but the thing is, the most important thing is you have to be consistent. Like you have yeah. to do this on a regular basis. You can't just do this in one month and peace out and be like, fuck it. I'll just, for the next six months, let's just fucking go to Europe and do crazy shit. And is there a way to, you can't anyway. <laughs> to kind of like do it automatically? Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of exchanges allow you to Dollar auto, cost average. Or, or, auto buy. Yeah. It might be like every week on a Monday morning, we will buy X amount of Bitcoin. Yeah. We'll, we'll buy a hundred dollars of Bitcoin every and Monday morning. CoinSpot does have that. So CoinSpot's super entry level. If you're 16, you can use that. Sounds I'll, pretty good. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's just insane, right? So you just show your driver's license, your learner's driver's license, which pretty much means you're <laughs> 16. Right, and CoinSpot will allow you to actually buy an ETF of crypto. Did you know that? Yes, I, I have seen that. So you got ETFs of crypto and CoinSpot. You also have this ability to dollar cost average daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Is that the ETF CRYP? Crip? No, so it's not an actual ETF on a stock exchange. It's basically just like, you. let's say you're new to crypto. Oh, it's just a basket of that. And it's like a basket of like gotcha. Ethereum, Bitcoin, gotcha. and it, they've got different weightings as well. Yeah. Because it's interesting because um, BetaShares, which is like a Vanguard, yeah. has a crypto ETF. Yeah. I haven't bought any, any of that. It seem, doesn't seem... It's That crypto ETF basically has companies like Coinbase and shit that, yeah. that use crypto or, are, you know, the fundamentals are crypto, but they're, yeah. they're all listed companies. Like, so the problem I have yeah. with the crypto ETF is kind of like, why wouldn't you just buy crypto? Exactly, hundred percent. I'm like, I don't like, want, to, I don't, I don't want an ETF. I just want to buy Bitcoin. And why, why do you want to pay like the middleman, like you know, your fees? You'd rather just buy a Bitcoin. Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah, get scratch. But um, mate, thanks so much for having me on the show. No worries. We'll do another one. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. No, it was, uh, it was good conversations about this. Yeah, I think next time we'll delve more into. So we'll do like a two part, two part, kind of one. We'll do stocks next time. Stocks and property. Stocks and property. Nice. I got a lot to learn about that because <laughs> crypto, I'm like, I'm clued up to an extent. Mate, you've been clued up for the last three, four years. And I can talk to people about it, but stocks and property, not so much. We'll, um, Maybe we'll, we'll invite Delta for property. Yeah, we'll get He's heaps speaking to it. He, yeah, nice. He, he loves property, nice. yeah. I like, I like that stuff too. You know, at the end of the day, like, you've got to do something that's comfortable for you. And yeah, um, yeah. I still don't like, I mean, a good thing that Elon Musk, not Elon Musk, um, Warren Buffett said, yeah. don't ever buy anything you don't understand. Yep. It's true. If you don't understand Pretty crypto, much. learn about it, understand it. And only once you're comfortable, then put, put, you know, put your money there. And some great resources out there. Twitter, lot YouTube, a lot, lot of resources. Probably a bit too much, too many resources. There's a really good podcast called Market Meditations, and also another podcast called Up Only on Spotify. So I would say check those out if you're like a beginner crypto kind of guy. Market Meditations newsletter, podcasts, and YouTube videos. Best place to learn. That's good. It's good. But yeah. mate, thanks so much for having me on the show. No I worries. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. No worries. <laughs>